swept up in today's independent music. Not morning where you're at. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'm your host, Anthony Longhair LeClaire, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, the marvelous Marl the Mouse McCarty. What's up, everybody? And Mom and Dad LeClaire. Hey! Hi. Why'd you say hey when I... said I... hey as in, like, oh. you were introducing them, like... Oh, I see. Yes. So, um, tell us about yourselves, Mom and Dad LeClaire. Well, I'm your mother. Well, I'm your father. Cool. So, I um... I am your father. <laughs> so... And we have known each other since I was a week old. He was my next-door neighbor. I've known him forever. I married the boy next door. Oh. Um, but our kid didn't know us till later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little wit, eh? Yeah, I've only known you guys for 30 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember all that time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we are in Deep River right now. Uh, we, Marla and I took a little surprise trip to uh, visit my parents. So, they are going to be reviewing a Montreal-based band with us today, which I think is quaint since you used to live there. Um, we're born there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, I don't know why I phrased that as a question, because I was pretty certain that was the case. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to be reviewing and eventually interviewing a Montreal-based band called The Mother Down. Um, they're sort of like a, a bluesy, psychedelic, uh, hard rock grunge band, um, uh, with some jazz influence in there. Yeah, they're they're kind of a lot of things in their music. Yeah. It's really interesting. The three songs that we are reviewing, uh, that they recommended we review, are actually the least psychedelic and jazzy of all of them. But uh, there's still elements of stoner rock and some like yeah. They have a couple of tracks on that album that we were listening to earlier that definitely have that like very like more like it's somewhere between like like 90s stoner rock and like the 60s sort of psychedelic rock there's a couple like really nice slow jams on that track or on the album sorry all right so we're gonna jump ahead in before marla hits me um straight into the first track we're reviewing which is called stay or leave Me to walk away. One night, 
was Stay or Leave by The Mother Down. <laughs> There's the next song that we're reviewing. <laughs> That's not happening yet. <laughs> so, thoughts? Definitely has sounds of the 60s in it, for sure. Oh, well, absolutely. A little bit of a Metallica vibe out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that the song is sort of a lot of things. Like, it really, like, to me, when I was listening to it, the beginning of it is, like, very not, like, 60s, like, psychedelic rock, but then it goes into that, like, mm-hmm. 90s grunge stoner rock. But by the end, it's, like, almost Aerosmith. Like, it's really kind of cool. Yeah, I thought there was a mix at the end. Uh, so I was hearing, in the drums, I was hearing some Metallica stuff with the like that that bit there. Yeah. And then the... The guitar runs at the end made me think of a couple of hair metal bands um, as well. So, I mean, it's like a interesting mix of stoner rock meets thrash meets hair metal meets grunge, which is uh, super fun and I guess could be for some people really confusing. But I like it. Um, I like it and I like because... So in, in the opening of it, you know, you're kind of like... what wait did I follow what he said there and then when he starts like when he goes higher up and you're like oh that is what he said okay yeah. <laughs> you know she's got a man but uh, she gives me her underwear I'm like, I was like I right. was, wasn't sure if that's what he said I'm like oh, yeah. did he say she gives me her underwear okay <laughs> yeah she can't make up her mind it seems uh, again the track is called stay or leave and even at the end and obviously the the clever writing that is uh the uh the clever writing at, at towards the end which is uh she stays she leaves she uh she tells me to come or she gets me to come 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 yeah he says several times um <laughs> this is not a very sexually charged song at all not and at all. uh <laughs> so uh interesting foray into it especially since the the very first song off their album uh, which is called, and the album is not called this, but the track is called Am I, and that's uh, really trippy psychedelia stuff that I quite enjoy. Um, but this is like a big departure from that. The album itself, by the way, is called Nonfiction Remedy. Um, so maybe sex is part of the remedy that is not at all fictional. <laughs> I guess uh, so. Um, we'll find out when we call them for the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, any other thoughts on stay or leave? I like the bass runs. I wish you could hear it better on, uh, what we were listening to with our little remote setup, but there's some fun in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we will jump right in then to take me to the city, which is something I will not very often say to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, here we go. Take me to the city by the mother down. Take me to the city. Take it to the 
was Take Me to the City by The Mother Down. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, in my mind, I'm hearing Aerosmith way more oh, than yeah. the previous track. I'm hearing that with a mix of like Avenged Sevenfold and Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. I'm hearing a bit of uh, Hendrix Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> like, it really has that, like, like southern swamp rock thing with the slide mm-hmm. guitar. That's what I was thinking the whole yeah. time. Like, it really has and that, that bluesy, yeah. like, yeah. Like, just make a great video. Yeah. Like, you could really yeah. take the lyrics and have fun with them. In a oh, video. yeah, I absolutely could. I'm really interested to hear what they say about the the meaning behind the title of the album, because... Like, just from the, at least the first two songs that we've covered here, it's, so, Nonfiction Remedy is the title of the album, and we've already gotten to, like, Love Affair and Sex and all that stuff, and then Going to the City, because there's no fucking where else to go, and I'm getting old, and this is where all my temptation lies, and it's just like, oh, so your remedy is just complete excess, is what I'm getting. Mm, Yeah. I think it's also really interesting, too. They really like their abrupt endings to their song, eh? I don't know, because the last two mm-hmm. ones we've listened to, it's just like, when the song ends, it doesn't fade out, it just, and it's like, just yeah. like, it just cuts off, which mm-hmm. I think's kind of interesting. I kind of like that, though. I do, too. Yeah, no, it absolutely works. It really does. Because it's like, if you went to see them live, then you could just, that's what you'd get. Mm-hmm. Right, because exactly. people don't fade out their music live. No, they find a way to just do, 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 and they might jam it out for a while or whatever else, but then they have a definitive end, right? Um, so I kind of like that because it's 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 more realistic to what it's I assume would be like. Mm. What's well, no, this is what does that have to do with anything? He <laughs> keeps going and going and going. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like at a live show. <laughs> no, no. I was, okay, I was gonna say yeah, like everything I do, I do for you does go and then go and then the piano part goes song. on for like another five minutes. Yeah. Um, I just use that because that's like I think his longest song, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is uh, it's really interesting, and I don't want to make it seem like uh, because they're from Montreal, this is why. But there's there's a difference in influence between areas of Canada I've noticed with music and and just places in general. But when there's there seems to be more of like, and I don't think it's necessarily the french influence i think it's just the fact that there's more of like a a liberal art scene in like not liberal arts like a college i mean like mm-hmm. liberal artistic scene mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh in in montreal versus toronto where like toronto toronto's open and whatever else but uh and there, there's plenty of art to be had but it's still entrenched in that like british yeah, whereas Montreal is more Parisian. Yeah, Montreal's got the the European yeah. flavor to it, so like their art is more willing to experiment and more interesting and more intricate in that way. I, I'm sure this makes me sound like a complete pompous prick. It's no, just but like I see what you're it's saying for sure. Than, yeah, than... yeah, because it's it, this is an experimentation of already like eight different genres that we've that we've thrown in here, and uh, they all work together. And these two songs you can hear are from the same album but still on their own are two yeah. fairly different songs in terms of even just the switch between genres. Uh, so that's really interesting to me. Uh, that being said, it's uh, it's two minutes to two o'clock. Where are your children? Um, so <laughs> uh, we are going to gear up to give a phone call to the mother down because we are interviewing them today. 
And we are going to do that by finding where the fuck their number is. Hello? Hello, hello. Hello, is this uh, Anthony LeClaire? This is indeed. Is this Mike am I talking to? No, you're talking to Silvio. Oh, Silvio. How's it going, man? Not bad. You? Oh, I'm here. It's got to count for something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, is, is, yeah, no. Uh, actually, Michael won't be a part of the conversation. It's just going to be uh, me and Joe, the drummer. Oh, right on. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, because Michael had some other engagements too. So we huh. figured we'll just do the call together. And uh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Also, how All dare right, he right, have right. other things to do in his life? Yeah. Uh, for real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. So, um, just just so you're aware, uh, I'm also joined by uh, my co-host uh, Marla McCarty. Hello. Hello. And uh, we're we're doing this remotely from Deep River right now because I also went to uh, visit my parents, so they've just been listening to your music as well. Hello. Oh, cool. Hello. <laughs> hello. 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 So we've got a whole gang here uh, listening to your stuff and uh, the talk- whole fan That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I'm put you guys on speaker. Let's see if it all works out. Right on. Hello. Hello. Where's Joe? <laughs> How's it going, Joe? Not too bad yourself. Oh, as I said, it's uh, I'm here. It's got to count for something. <laughs> so um, so I I mean we can just get right down into it. Uh, the album's yeah. awesome. Thank you very it's... very much. We really appreciate it. We're very grateful. Oh man, we appreciate it too. We um uh, we were just talking about even just because we're we're doing the three songs that you recommended uh for the for the review online. Uh, yeah. like for the for the podcast, but uh, I'm going to review the album separately as well. Um, and uh, we were listening to the whole thing, and uh, Am I, which I think is the opening track, right? Uh, no, I think the opening track is Smokestack Lightning. Oh, then I downloaded everything, and it just showed up in a different order, so sorry. Um, oh, yeah, because Mike sent you the, the track separately, that's true. He right. sent you the album. Um, but anyway, we were just remarking how many different genres you seem to cut across throughout the entirety of the album. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really great. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, we we put a lot of thought into the, into the writing process. I mean, we wrote about 25 songs and narrowed it down to like eight. Yeah. Wow. uh, (laughs) Yeah, we tried, well, we write, the way we write is really fun. Like we write live. Oh, that's awesome. Basically, oh, that's great. Yeah. We basically jam together and whatever pops up, and I jump in on the melodies vocally. Yeah. And Mike and Joe, they just, they, they feed off each other. We all kind of feed off each other. And sometimes songs need to be thought out. Sometimes songs just get written. And, you know, they self-write themselves sometimes. It's really weird how it works. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, and then after, some songs make the cut, some songs don't. And in the end, we try to... We tried to mishmash an album that uh, we tried to mishmash a bunch of songs that, you know, touches a little bit about every, like a little everything, of, you know, sixteen methods. Write like fifty songs and then choose the best ten. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so having listened to the album thinking. though, <laughs> you can definitely like hear that live jam sound sort of get it onto the album. That definitely makes sense now that you've told that us to us. Well, the way we record is. Uh, we record live. We don't really record with a click either, because uh, old school. Yeah. We went really old school. On Fair this enough. One. Yeah. I I yeah. love that. That's the something you do because I and maybe it's not for the same reason, but I absolutely hate playing to a click. Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, that's that's my nightmare. Well, you can yeah. shake hands with Joe. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I, I assume that's most drummers' nightmares, unless they're doing something like prog metal, sort of dream theater stuff, where you like need to have that intense exactly. uh, timing down, right? But but it's it's cool that that you do it all through jam sessions because when I was watching the uh, the the video, the live video that you did uh, with the uh, Jofo podcast, because mm-hmm. um, that was just off the floor, right? The the audio from that, or was that from the album that you put oh. over afterwards? Okay. Like it's a studio session recording. It's still, however, done live. Yeah. And if you see, like my 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 vocal, like when I was singing, it's kind of a little late, just because it was the studio version that we put. We wanted to put okay. a nice sound because it didn't yeah. really sound good in the studio when we were playing off the board. Yeah, so oh, that's okay. fair. Decided yeah. to put a better. Yeah, because we're promoting the song, right? So, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, that's it, fair. But it's not really like far off. Yeah. To show you that we were playing it live in in front of the guys in front of our friends the Jofo guys and then all they did was you know they mishmashed a bunch of clips of video clips and then they put it onto the studio song but it was fairly close why because that's how we play we play live even when we record we record live you know yeah we, well, we track things but the drums are live Mike's uh, Mike's guitars are all tracked live and then you know yeah Mike's my click so basically I play to him yeah. and we get my sound through that instead of actually playing the click my see here's the thing you are the drummer of my dreams um to to hear to to hear someone just to hear uh, hear a drummer say that um that the guitar is their click because i i marlon i both play guitar and i i find myself often like i'll just i'll work off of whatever drummer i'm playing with like if if i'm playing we're jamming with people right so that i don't fuck them up but then it's it's really interesting to hear when a drummer's just like no man like they're going and I'm matching whatever they're doing. Like that's, huh? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally awesome. Yeah. Um. So how long have you guys been together? Well, we started this band uh, five years ago. Yeah, about five, five, give or take about five. It's going to be five years that we're together. Nice. I mean, prior to that, me and Mike have been friends for many, 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 many years, and uh, we started our project. Me and Mike, a couple of couple of months before we actually started the band because Joe, Joe was met through a mutual friend of ours and then next thing you know, I mean, me and Mike are talking about getting together, talking about doing some stuff together and then uh, shortly after, like very shortly after, Joe, Joe, Joe joined the band and we started jamming with a bunch of friends, you know, one you know, one drunken night having a good time and <laughs> next thing you know, or, yeah. yeah, and the next thing you know, uh, we went from jamming to like, hey, wait, we got something here. Uh, something's clicking, something's happening, and then uh, we stuck through it, and then, you know, a couple of vacations later, and a couple of broken hearts and whatnot, you know, life, life experiences, and uh, yeah. yeah, five years later, we got an album, uh, we got um, a lot of shows under our belt, and we've been a band, and we're actually going to go back into the studio this January to do our second album. Awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Have, yeah, we have another, we have a bunch of, uh, a bunch of other songs that are going to be coming out Is uh, that next summer. Is that from... Right now, we're just that's from the pile of fifty that you were wheedling down, or that's a. Uh... Uh, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's some that are gonna probably come out to the next album. And, awesome. Uh, and we're gonna probably write some new stuff as well because we don't, we don't want to stop writing, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Fair and, enough. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much how, uh, that's pretty much how this band operates. It's uh, drummer, vocals, guitar. We write all the stuff. We think we missed the bass player for a couple of years. Yeah. The first two years, that's what kind of slowed us down. We couldn't get a bass player. And uh, we just kept writing, kept writing, kept writing. That's why we found ourselves with so many songs. 
to the point where we're like, okay, we need to start playing live. We need to start making, you know, make this this a uh, reality. And then that happened, and we found a bass player, you know. And uh, next thing you know, the album came out, and uh, three and a half years later, this is it. We're here. Yeah, and the, like after we writing, you know? the yeah. party went well, though. Yeah, the the album launch was a very 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 good night. It was a success. We were a bit under the weather, me and Joe, but we still turned out to be a great night. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't. Hopefully, I wasn't doing well. I was pretty sick, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. Through it, yeah, some hot tea and lemon. Yeah, and, that's uh, sorry, hot tea and honey and yeah. Oh yeah, crazy honey is album. your savior for vocals. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> crazy, like uh, album launch party and uh, just a bunch of old, felt like a bunch of old farts not drinking that night, you know? So, oh yeah. So, like, well, we the, had to perform. The, the whiskey could have helped your throat, too, if you put the honey and lemon in there as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Help burn everything away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is not the party went well. We have a show coming up uh, in downtown Montreal uh, in a couple of weeks. It's going to be our last show of the year for the album. Right on. I mean, we've been playing all summer, so that was pretty good. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. And then we're going to go uh, We're gonna go back into the studios in January and write our new album and then prepare some stuff uh, in uh, in the summer. Hopefully, we'll get onto some cards in Ontario. We'd like to come. We'd like to come over and start playing our stuff out there too. We can do like a few road trips here and there during yeah. the summer of next year. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Wicked. Yeah, you're trying to do something. Good. Yeah. So that's it. So the new album, like I said, it's, uh, it's a collection of songs. It's uh, it's called Nonfiction Remedy. Yeah. There's a bit of meaning behind it. I don't know if you saw the album cover. Did Mike show you the images? Of the- yeah, I yeah I have the images right here. Um, yeah. So, I was uh, I was wondering about the so I mean it is it's cool the uh, like the track list uh, shot with like the cassette tapes and the CD and the vinyl and stuff is super cool and the MP3 player. Um, yeah, there's, there's a meaning. Okay, cool. Because like just from listening to the the lyrics of the songs and everything, I was I was coming up with my own idea just uh, like twenty minutes ago about what it could possibly be, and I just thought it was like this tour of excess that you were on that was your way of like remedying whatever shit things you've been going through in life. Because like you know the songs are sex and you know going to the city to you know find your temptations and all that stuff, but. Uh, but now I'm curious to know. It's one of the questions I had written down here. So you've been organically uh, bringing up all of my questions without meaning to ask them anyway. Yeah. Well, we, I think we're on the same page musically and like vision-wise of how you know this, this type of music is supposed to be portrayed. You really guys really seem like you know what you're talking about, and you kind of understand that we're on the same we're on the same level of. That's why I'm answering your questions as we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool because we. Like the way you were talking to Joel about the click and just like, you know, just all these little things throughout the conversation, we're pretty much on the same page when it comes to music. Yeah. And I heard your podcast last week too, like you were talking about glam rock and, oh, yeah. you know, and like, yeah, so you're pretty, we're pretty, we're on the same, we're on the same page. Awesome. Basically, uh, the album cover we created, um, we wanted to write, a, we wanted to write, a, like, like I said, we're not playing with a click. We started recording like they used to record, you know, old school. And, you know, we're just writing music about, like, it talks about sex, talks about a bit of, about, talks about a lot of things, I guess. I mean, I don't know which songs we're narrowing down to, but at the end of the day, it's a rock album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a rock yeah. album. Absolutely. Yeah, it's basically, it's, it's, it's a rock album that's, that's, you know, 
and, and like we said, we're writing we're writing music that we want to hear. Yeah. So you find nobody does anymore. There's all these like subgenres of rock, but we're just rock. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No like it's rock it's playing not, like, all yeah. or like grunge or whatever. It's got elements of a lot of stuff, but it's at the end of the day, it's just a a rock and roll album, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying to Anthony earlier, too, is that, like, uh, listening to your guys' music is great because I can hear all these different elements in the music itself, but also, at the same time, they're all sort of, like, conglomerated into one, and it really works well to be just that, like you're saying, just that pure rock. It's awesome. Yeah, like, even, like, the cover that we did, if you ever hear the original Smokestack Lightning from Howlin' Wolf, it's, you know, it's an old, uh, it's an old blues, yeah. it's an old blues, you know, smoke stag lightning. It's very like, yeah. Oh yeah. And when I, we started jamming on it one night in the studio, and you know that came out of it, like the cover that we made, which is pretty and, awesome, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. And in a nutshell, the, the the song itself in its entirety, I like to I like to look at it as, as like a blues grunge rock. Yeah. You know, there's elements of there's elements of grunge, early '90s grunge. There's hard rock lights of metal it's very bluesy they, and, and, and a lot of that is in our album a lot of that yeah. is like portrayed in our album and that's why we called it and that's why we decided to call it non-fiction remedy because it's a real remedy of music yeah and if you look at the back of the album that's why there's a cassette there's an mp3 player there's records that's there's cool a little, there's a little mixing there's a little mixing um you know when you make your uh you make your spices. I don't know what it's called. I yeah, the know. mortar and pestle. The mortar and pestle, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You take all those elements, you throw in the mortar and pestle, and you just grind it, and, and it becomes that. That's, That's really cool. Thing. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, that was the whole reason behind it. It's not a concept album, but it, yeah. That's the reason. that was the reason to make it our first album. I'd say, like, it's a non-fiction remedy. It's a remedy. It's a real remedy of rock. Yeah. And it's basically what's missing in today's music. You know the way social media is, and the way the way you know the radios are not as significant anymore. Yeah. Albums are not are, are not as significant anymore. There's a lot of things that is, that that goes into music today that it, you know it's still all present. It's just not the same the way you do things today. You have to do it differently. So we're we're trying to keep up with the times, but we're also calling back the old school. Yeah. You know, because that's what we're writing. We're writing you know, old school music in some ways. And we're trying to like you know keep that keep that little keep that little nostalgia. Yeah, yeah that's really great, and that totally works with your whole just like jamming things live off the floor too. Because I mean. Like I was saying before, a lot of bands don't do that, but, you know, it was, like, a huge thing, you know, like, it was the only way you could record in the 60s, and a lot of people did in the 70s. Like, I mean, Tom Petty yeah. and the Heartbreakers are a huge band that are famous for just jamming off the floor, so that's great to add that element into your oh, music. Yeah, me and Joe absolutely love Tom Petty, so... Yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me yeah, too. Well, <laughs> that's but, why Joe quoted Springsteen before, because if you ever watched, there was a documentary oh, on Springsteen. Oh, absolutely, I, yeah. The darkness had the darkness on the edge of town. That album had like fifty songs, and they just basically recorded for a year and a half off the floor. And you know, going back, going in, going out, going back, and, and then next thing you know, they just you know they came up with it with a ten song album, and which is a brilliant on, album, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we that's basically how we look at we look at our band and we look at our music. We're basically just three guys that grew up on rock and roll, that grew up on many genres of music. I mean, we love a lot of music. Not just, it doesn't 
narrow down to just rock. But, I mean, what comes out of us is rock because, you know, when you're a kid, you, you know, you, you're inundated with so much, with so much music and then some music comes into you, it goes through you and you're like, okay, this is what, this is what's coming out of me because this is what's actually to my core. But then you have so many like different types of, of genres of music that, that we love and, you know, through in the playing too. Yeah. 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 If you listen to like a lot of the beats I'm doing too, I'm, I'm heavily influenced by like punk and disco and old stuff too. So I might be playing it louder and harder because it's rock, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's so this again just perfectly works into uh, one of my questions. Just because when we were going through, uh, we sort of made a bit of a list of uh, you know because it's it's like stoner rock and some psychedelia, but it's also blues and there's jazz in there, and then the you know as you're saying there's the the disco influence, and you're hearing a bit of metal and hard rock and grunge and 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 right, mm. and like I was thinking. There, there are some elements of Alice in Chains in there, and then the Doors are in there, and then there's there's a certain thing that you do, and I um I have to think about which track it is again, but uh, and it might have been Smokestack Lightning actually, but uh, it, it reminded me of George Thorogood because you had that wow how 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 in there, right? Like that <laughs> that that bluesy stuff, right? That I was just like. Uh, Six figure man, yeah, right? Yeah, which, yeah. which, by the way, I love because you're just like, I'm not that fucking guy. Like, I'm not this rich asshole that you, you know what I mean? I don't know. There's, there's yeah. something about that song that I was just like, yeah, <laughs> this is, this is yeah. like yeah. a good chunk of my life. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny because like the how 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 I got from I like kind of like that that's been that's been overplayed and I was kind of like do I put it in but it sounds so cool so I'm gonna do it. Yeah, but it's like. Yeah. Oh it yeah, brings, yeah. Right, and it brings me to it brings me to um, Johnny Lee Hooker. Yeah. Oh yeah. When he says how how how, he does all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And then George Thorgood does it, and and then it's like okay, everybody's cut. It just came out, and it just sounded cool, and it sounded right, and it's. But then it's funny how you mentioned that there's elements of metal. There's like now Joel's explained that he's got you know disco influences, funk influences, a bit of jazz. Yeah. and he's playing it heavier so it sounds different than what you're usually used to hearing on a on a on a lighter track of like disco or yeah. you know songs and whatnot and then you know like Mike's a heavy Mike's a heavy metal guy right Mike yeah. was a Mike was a heavy metal Mike was in a heavy metal band for for most of his 20s you know when he was younger and started off as a bass player Mike's a bass player oh, okay Mike was a bass Mike was a bass player for a heavy metal band yeah and he grew up on Metallica and Pantera and Slayer and you know, he was one of those headbanger kind of guys, and yeah. still always, 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 always grew up with the old school rock. You know, as a kid, but I mean, you could see it, you can hear it in his playing. That yeah. there's a lot of chunky riffs there. There's a lot of, but we call him Joe Perry, right? We like <laughs> That's awesome. We love, we love like he, he bounces. That's the thing because he's a bass player. Because he he, he was a bass player, he's got the bounce, he's got the roll. Yeah, he rolls with he rolls with Joe, right? And then, you know, moving on to when you were saying, like, oh, there's there's hints of Alice in Chains. Well, yeah, because I'm a grunge guy. Like, I yeah. grew up on grunge. Good man. I grew up with Pearl Jam being one of my favorite bands growing up as in high school as a kid. Nice. You know, nice. and listening listening to Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and, you know. Yeah. Temple of the Dog, that's all I grew up on. So those were my, those were my influences as a, as, 
like I, I love stuff when I love stones. I love all of rock. But, you know, what comes out of me was what I grew up on, which was, you know, grunge. Yeah. So you hear it, you hear it in the singing. And I hear it. Absolutely. Yeah. And there, there was something about, uh, and I, I missed a couple of the uh, different bands and stuff we were going to throw in there because you just said funk, and I was like, yep, yeah, I hear that. And we were hearing Aerosmith style stuff in there. Yeah, give, that's given what that, I've seen earlier. And, and that's sort of given both the funk and the disco stuff too, because Aerosmith employs a lot of funk, but they have like those disco beats yeah. in there too in a lot of their music. So that's. 100%. You yeah. know, 100%. With the blues. Yeah, Always exactly. Blues. Yeah, yeah for sure. And yeah, 100%. And when you put us all together, it's. It's weird. It works. It just really well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Like even we were explaining, like I was explaining to you before, it's like we jammed out one night when we first started playing, and then you know Joe came there and we started playing with me, Joe, and Mike, and we we're just three guys without a bass player, and we're like, whoa, this there's something here. Like this is working. Why aren't we like okay? And we and you know it's funny. We didn't try to do other people's songs. We didn't try to learn yeah. some covers. We just started jamming, and it just felt right. Exactly. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and you had mentioned Metallica there earlier um, being yeah. influenced, and uh, just before we called, my dad was saying, he's like, fuck, I'm hearing Metallica in there. Like, let's go. <laughs> you know, and it's like, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, well, that's Mike. That's, Mike. Mike was heavy, heavy in Metallica. And, yeah. you know, like, I mean, he doesn't play like James or, but like, Mike is a riff guy. Being yeah. a bass player, like, I could speak on his behalf. I know he's not here today. Mm. Um, but. Not to show off. You know, like, yeah. yeah, he's not. He's very selfless when it comes to. And I think we all are. Yeah, we all are. But I, I mm-hmm. Mike being the, the role that he has, being the, you know, the musical innovator. Like he, he decides where technically the song can go. Yeah. As, as a writer, I mean, I just and I pretty much like put down where the melody's gonna go. What what you're actually what this band actually wants to sound like. But like Mike being selfless and, and you know and then Joe being there like they all we all feed off each other but we're all selfless like even Joe yeah like there's a lot of times we're talking in the studio and we're like Joe I think we should start with a drum like for I think like and even Joe's like I think I'm a bit busy here and we're all selfless in that way but Mike being such a big presence guitar wise because guitar it's very guitar based the music yeah and it's important that you know he's not he's not selfish when it comes to that he's all about the song yeah. I think we all are, but having him being selfless in that way really helps the band way more. Because he's a riff guy. He's all about riffs. Like, he, he, he loves a good solo. He'll solo. And he's, a, he's a fucking awesome guitar player. He can shred. Yeah. He can shred. He can yeah. do a lot of things. And sometimes he just holds back and he's like, no, nah, the song doesn't need that. Or, like, and we're not scared to tell each other what the song needs. Like, yeah. We can go back and forth. Me and Joe can turn around and Joe can tell me, no, man, listen, cut the vocals out of there or, or give me something vocally or Joe, just get off being busy or even Joe, like, <laughs> just, it, it, we're selfless. Yeah. It's just about, and that's what it is with the riffs. And that's 
Yeah, for sure. That's what we do. That's what we. That's what we tend to steer by. What's good for the song? That that makes it. I mean, one because you don't have to deal with ego near as much, especially as a band like Metallica has to, because there's plenty of ego there. But um, but. but yeah, but it also really works that because uh, because Mike is also uh, a bass player and predominantly like a, a riffs guy, like a rhythm guitarist, it's yeah. it's really got to make it so easy, as you said earlier, to roll with to roll with Joe then on the rhythm section. So they'll always be together in that in that way in that relationship, which makes it ultimately yeah. easier for everyone to to get on because Mike knows. You know the the difference between being that flashy asshole who's like, look at me fly on this neck, and I don't care what the rhythm section is doing because he's actually part of it, right? And mm-hmm. and that's also where helps. his basis is. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it helps too to have a, a bass player who is a guitar player, a guitar player who's a bass player, yeah. yeah, a drummer that understands a bit of guitar too, like I can screw around a bit on a guitar, yeah. So he also plays and dabbles a bit of guitar too. So we all understand each other's role at the same time. So yeah, that's. Key, that's fantastic. It really is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not going to overlap. Yeah, like, that, that, going back to talking about what's good for the song, too, it's like, a lot of times I'll dabble vocally, and, you know, and then, it's, and then at one point Mike's backing off, and he's, like, he's dabbing with the guitar, and he's trying to figure out where the, where the song should go, and next thing you know, it's me and Joe in the studio, for 15 minutes, we're talking about where it's going to go lyrically, and where it's going to go with the, with the vocals, because, and then that's me and Joe, like, you know, like, we're all feeding off each other. We're all whatever's best for the song. That's the, and we all understand where we're coming from, you know. Yeah. When it comes to the music, and that's what it is. Like even the drums too. Like there's a lot of times where Mike and Joe go back and forth, and, and he tells Joe we're getting stuff out of Joe, and Joe's getting stuff out of Mike, and it's like it's, it's just crazy. And we all grew up with uh, with our parents being musicians too, so we understand it's, it's deep rooted in us to uh, to have that sense of musicality too. They all all grew up with like our fathers being in like wedding bands and stuff like that yeah. so yeah got exposed to different party music rock music yeah stuff, oh like, yeah that definitely yeah that's yeah. a that's it's amazing crazy, to have that, it's crazy that all three of our dads were in wedding bands growing up we're, we're from italian origin so yeah a lot of our dads used to work at you know big weddings yeah you know, like, like big really italian big weddings, weddings. yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like 400 people big weddings and you know our dads were oh, yeah. musicians we're working musicians on the weekend. Like we, us growing up, we our dads weren't home. Yeah. Like Saturdays they were out playing music, so we we understand. Like like Joel's dad was a drummer, Mike's dad was the guitar player, my dad was a singer, and it's like <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, and like they all, had bands, they all had bands for yeah. years because back then DJs weren't as big. It was you know you get a band, you get a the wedding. band was the popular the band, the yeah. band was the Yeah, you have actual music there. Yeah. So there's music. There's a lot of music presence in our families too. Like it's rooted, like Joe said. It's crazy, you know. Like, and we, that's why we see it completely the same. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I don't play guitar or drums or they don't sing or they don't play. You know, we just we just get it where it has to go. Yeah, and that that's amazing to, to have that benefit. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's very it's very rare to find. Yeah, well, yeah. you you found it in your two interviewers today because um, both my parents <laughs> and both sides of the those families are musical, and then Marla's uh, household as well is also pretty damn musical. So yeah, I mean, my mom's more the musician, my dad's more the music listener because he can't hold the tune to save his life, but he loves listening to music. He, he so. can play a mean kazoo though, right? Oh, he so. sure can. He can play the harmonica. That's what my dad does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. We yeah. might need him. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Ship him off to Montreal. Yeah. Yes, there he goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did live there at one point, so. There you go. Oh, yeah. you also have, by the way, in in my father here, someone who was born uh, in Montreal and worked uh, when Expo was a thing there. Wow, so. we're going back to 1967. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> many, many years ago. Yeah. Many. You just aged them. It's still there, but it's non-existent. It's yeah. Still there. Well, some of it is anyway. It's just a Montreal landmark at that point. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. But. Uh, now, Montreal, like I said, Montreal's a, it's not an easy scene. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The size of Toronto in comparison makes it that that extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, I, like I said, I have I love Toronto. It's a cool city, but I would never I would never compare it to Montreal when it comes to like just the little things, like the art things. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just different. Yeah. We, we were just yeah, we were just talking about that uh, before we called you, and I was I was saying, and I I was afraid of sounding like a pompous ass when I said it, but like. I used to live in Toronto and uh, and play there, and the art the art scene there, in comparison to Montreal, it seems is like, yeah, it's diverse and it's it's got its own thing, and there's a lot to do there uh, in Toronto. But in Montreal, I think it's just like, and I didn't want to make it like a French English thing, but I think it's I think it's like the European influence that has been had on on Montreal, and just like the way art works there, I find you know makes a huge difference in terms of like how inspiration and how music like what you guys are doing like how that mix of music can find its way to work there with people as a as opposed to you know just like here's your specific punk section in toronto here's a specific heavy metal thing and like never the two shall meet kind of thing you know and it's i, I personally think our music is not really canadian like yeah. very american driven style mm. of music it's not I, I don't think I, I don't even think we can categorize our music as one thing yeah. There's many things like we were speaking throughout this conversation, but when it comes to like when you look at Toronto, Toronto's like the LA of Canada, right? It's very fake in some ways because it's so big. There's so many. It's like become American. It's become an Americanized city. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot. The difference between Montreal and Toronto is a lot more realism than Montreal. Like Montreal, mm. they'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> they, won't, they won't do it with a smile either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's more New York. It's more raw. Yeah. You know? Oh and yeah. There's a lot more. Yeah, and like you said, there's a lot of European aspect to Montreal, like the food, the the cultures, the diversity. Yeah. It's a very multicultural city. You know, and art wise, and it, it, it all. This is all in tied in with the music and the art, and that's why, like Joel was saying, there's a lot of inspiration in Montreal. You can get a lot of inspiration in Montreal. Yeah. Opposed to Toronto and other Canadian cities, but the thing with it, the thing is that it's a branch out. It's, it's 
deal. It's hard. Yeah. You know, unless you're a French artist and you're making it in Quebec and, you know, you're getting your, because there's, there's a, there's a big, big market for it, market for it here, but we're not French. We're, you know, we're Canadian, so we're it. We're Anglophone. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to, to market yourself that way when you're in, you know, when you're in this kind of diversity. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to branch out just in the, but when it comes to writing, you know what, honestly, I don't care wherever I'd be. Like if I'd have, let's say if we would make it famous, God knows, and you know, we're, we're, we're a touring band and we're like this, this band that starts, you know, jumping from city to city and you know, I'd probably come back and record in Montreal. Yeah. It's got that, it's just got that vibe. Got that, like you said, like Joel said, like it's got that New York feel yeah. to it with a lot of European, you know, backgrounds, which is cool. I love it. Yeah. That. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, just a uh, just a couple because that's that's all we've we've now covered pretty well almost every question that I had. Um, so it just goes it just goes to show how really I guess on the level we are with with, <laughs> with what you're doing, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, what would you like to say to your fans? My fans? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, presumably you. Well, you've got two of them right yeah, here. You, so. you, yeah, you've got a couple right here. You got four right here. Oh, and, yeah. and if mm-hmm. and if you if you feel like you don't yet, then your album release should have should uh, accrue a few. I think. I hope so. Like I said, what would we say to our fans? I mean, like honestly, uh, we just want to keep pushing forward with what we're doing. Believe in what we're doing, because once we don't believe in what we're doing anymore, then it's not worth doing. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and the belief system that this band has. is play music that we want to hear and that generally that's what you're here to do you're, make, you're making music you're making art you want to play what you want to hear you want to make it sound right be selfless for the music you know give give wave to the song and what the song needs and keep putting out more what people want to hear as well like when it comes to terms of like rock music and like I said we keep pushing forward with what we have and if we do build a following obviously we're just going to keep doing it and keep doing it more and more, and getting better at it too. Because when when you start getting more resources, you got you're you're more accessible. You have more. It just gets better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. We want to just keep pushing it forward. So, like you know what? Like to me, even if we didn't make it, we already made it. Because I'm doing like you know, like ten years ago, I wasn't playing music. Yeah. I was in school and I was doing other things and I was you know running a restaurant or whatnot. And you know what? At the end of the day. This is, you know, this is what it's about. It's about the music. Absolutely. It's about everything else, but it's about the music. Yeah, well, but that's the thing, because the music is the vehicle through which you talk about everything else anyway. So exactly. it, it ultimate, so, ultimately comes back to it's about the music anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. It's about the music. So that's, that, and you know what? And if the fans are tied up yeah. with that. I think the fans could also could hear that we're playing music that we want to play and we're not trying yeah. to sound like anybody that's else. That's it. We yeah. sound like our influences, but we're not trying to copy. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, doing a copy. Sure. Like, even the cover. We did a cover. We did it our way. We're yeah. doing things our way. We're mm-hmm. pushing forward with that. It's about the music. And if the fans are tied up in this music, then we're just going to keep giving... We're just going to keep feeding that. Yeah. That's I, yeah. I think everyone wants to, to see a band that's actually playing what they want to play and that's remaining, like, true to themselves. They're not, like, selling out, for lack of a better word, or, like, playing something that's, like, a generic like rock radio kind of a song but it's like yeah like the last thing you want to do is sound like another sound like another trend of music or or sound like another band you know mm-hmm. like that's that's 
something we want to do. So that's, yeah. if we have to tell our fans something, that's the best thing we that's the best thing we want to tell them is that we want to keep selling as the mother down. That's what yeah. we want. You know, we don't want to trend. Like, why would you want to like? There's a wave of folk music today mixed in with keyboards and analog sounds, and then there's singer songwriters. Everybody's doing something different, and but yet they a lot of them sound the same. Yep. Well, it's you like know? how indie music used to be, like, exactly. you know, it was just independently but, produced music, and now it's its own genre, which is that sort now of... Now it became its own genre, exactly. Yeah, that, that folky, oh, synthy, ethereal kind of sound that mm-hmm. everyone does. Yeah, and that's <laughs> why we're trying to, see, like, that's why we always compare, that's why when we talk music, we're talking about, like, and we talk about, like, the bands that we mentioned today, like, yeah, Metallica's part of a metal genre, but yeah. it's Metallica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Aerosmith was a rock and roll band, but it's not the Stones. It's not Death it's Aerosmith. Exactly. The Stones yeah. are the Stones. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you have the grunge. Like I mentioned, Soundgarden has its own. Like Cornell's vocals gives. Yeah. And with their guitar, it's 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 Soundgarden. Pearl Jam's Pearl. Pearl Jam's a rock band that ended up in the grunge era, but yep. they're ultimately a rock band. Mm-hmm. They have their sound. Alice in Chains has their like. You can be part of a genre, but you. Still gotta have an identity music wise. Yeah, to stand out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just have to sound a certain way. Yeah. You're gonna sound like Joe said, you're gonna sound like your influences, but you still wanna be your own you know? Yeah. And that's what we're gonna start about. It's just, you know it's about the music, you guys are part of the music and you're gonna be part of the ride. And that's that's what we're gonna keep doing. That's awesome. We're gonna keep playing until we're gonna keep playing until we I don't know, fall or Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. You know, it's so believable that even though you're getting at a certain age, and you know things change, and you know life changes, and music changes, and genres change, and but you're you're a rocker, you're a rocker. You just, yeah. You know, you're a music, you're a musician. Let's let's even narrow it down to musician. You're a musician, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And you just want to play. You know, and everything else alongside it, like the look of the band and the art out. The, So here's a, how many how many other interviews have you done to like promote the album? By just curiosity. Uh, we did, this is our third actually because we promoted the album last week. So, yeah. So did, I I just I need to know like did in a previous career or something did you do public speaking or something? Or? <laughs> you, Sorry, me? It, are, are you talking to me or Joe? Or uh, both of you. Uh, why? No, not why. Okay, because it's no, it's just it's. Me. It's either you're just really good at like coming up with the things to say about because you've constructed this ability to like be the I'm now promoting my band, or it's just like you guys are so genuine that everything comes across so well. And I'd like to think it's the second one. That's why I had to ask. I just needed to know. Well, it's, it's the second one tied in with uh, me being in the hospitality business for 20 years. Oh, that'll yeah. Oh, you, you yeah. You did say running a restaurant before. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So I you know yeah. working in big. I used to work in reception halls, big banquets, and so yeah. I, I was just around flocks and flocks of people my whole, my whole, literally my whole life. Like I, I started at fourteen, and I'm I'm thirty four now, and it's been twenty know. years. You you yeah. are explaining my whole family's lives right now. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Like I 
I even, you know, when I was a kid, I thought, oh, maybe I should be a radio announcer, and maybe, you know, maybe I should. I always wanted to. That's just, yeah, we got it. We were natural. <laughs> we well, when you. We're like, we're yeah, exactly. Um, but when when you when you come to North Bay, then you can be a, sort of a radio announcer by being a guest host on a, an episode of the podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you ever if you if you ever find yourself playing there. Now that we've officially met, like well, not officially met, but we've yeah. met on phone. Yeah. We can put a vote to the name. Yeah, for sure. We'd love to. We'd love to come down to Ontario for sure. And if, if we do end up in Ontario this summer. If everything works out the way it's supposed to, we're definitely going to try to hit, hit, hit North Bay. Sweet. Sweet. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the scene there. I don't know. I don't even know how to get there. I don't. I, thought <laughs> I, don't, know I don't know how far you are from Toronto. I got a Google Maps, it, but we're about four sure. hours from Toronto. Oh, you're four hours from Toronto, like towards. Uh, uh, it's like so. North? Yeah, we're four hours north of Toronto. So if you were driving along the 17 and you hit Ottawa. Uh-huh. And you just keep okay. going. You just keep going west. You'll hit North right. Bay four hours from Ottawa as well. Oh so. wow! Okay, so you're about five and a half hours from Montreal. Yeah, thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So it's a half an hour before Toronto. That's cool. Yeah, we got to do something for sure. Yeah. Um, we, we, we've, we've been we've been talking about coming to Ontario for two years now. Like after because we were writing the album and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah, me and Mike and Joel have been talking about doing a little uh, a little uh, little run out one out and just wanted to do like a weekend thing and maybe do a couple of weekend things where you know we head out to Toronto we have some friends in Toronto as well uh, nice. it's just like I said it's not easy because you're you gotta you know you, we don't have a promoter we don't have any management we don't have nothing so we pretty much do everything ourselves we're, in, we're an independent band right so yeah, you gotta post things you gotta meet people and we're doing it like the old way actually that's pretty old school if we stop by the studio over there and then yeah. we'll play a show that's, that's kind of like I like that that's really old school mm-hmm. stop by go Daily Suite, talk to you guys, and yep. show the, the same night. That's really cool. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, that would be amazing. And also, there, there's a, a new bar that's uh, it's it's soft opened right now. It's gonna be the big opening is gonna be in January, I think. Um, but it's just around the corner from my place, and they have a it's not a big stage, but they have a stage set up there, and they're looking to get music in there. So I might uh, yeah. have to start pushing your name and showing them your music. Uh, is my thought. Yeah, also, sure. I think you should get uh, hooked up with. So I know you said you have friends in Toronto anyway, but um, I want to. I don't know if you've heard of a band called One in the Chamber. One in the Chamber? No, I'm yeah. ready to Okay, so yeah, I'm. I'm gonna connect you guys on Facebook or something uh, yeah. for you guys to just like share music and shoot messages because I think you guys would be great playing an event together. Like whoever starts and finishes a night. Like if you had like a few bands in a night, I think you guys would would jive well together. Musically. Oh yeah. Yeah, gig swapping is really uh, good. It helps. Like, yeah. Uh, if they do a gig here, they come to Montreal, we go there, and we help each other. Yeah. That'd be really cool, yeah. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they only, they just released an album, I guess, earlier this year, over the summer, or in the spring, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, okay. so they're they're pushing that as well. Um, so it'd be, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, wh- whether or not it goes anywhere, I think you guys should check each other out anyway. Well, definitely send me the links, and uh, yep. you, we're all, we're obviously Instagram and uh, yeah, send me the links and I'll definitely check them out and maybe send them a message, uh, message their way for sure. Sweet. All um, right, man. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, Th- thank you so much. This was a great interview, man. Thank you. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. It's a great experience for it, sure. It's too bad Mike couldn't be here, but uh, <laughs> next yeah, time. Well, Mike's worked on a project. Yeah. 
pretty much the whole weekend. So yeah, <laughs> and uh, he he yeah, don't worry, he's gonna be happy for sure. That's sweet. We'll definitely we'll definitely have to talk again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I thought. Yeah, I thought you were about to say, well, you'd been with Mike most of the weekend, so it wasn't actually him having to do stuff. You just kicked him out so you could not have to deal with him. Is what I thought. <laughs> is yeah, what no, is what I thought you were gonna say. But <laughs> no, we were actually we were actually together last night talking about the album that we're gonna be writing next January. Because then after, like I said, tomorrow he, today he had some some stuff to do. Yeah. We also talked about the interview, and obviously, like I'm pretty sure he's gonna be happy with what we said on on his behalf because this point, like I said, we. We're, we're pretty much all on the same page. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's too bad he couldn't be here for sure. We're all genuine rock and rollers. Genuine rock and rollers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a very rare thing to have everyone on the same page in that way without sure having, is, like, that yeah. ego thing getting in the way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, what ego, dude? Like, it's just... It, and plus, we're Canadian. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> You just say I'm sorry and it's good, right? Hey, I've I've been in a couple of bands that had some ego issues and they were all Canadian too, so I just <laughs> <laughs> I know we're all nice and everything, but <laughs> oh, listen, at the end of the day, you know what you ever hear the term oh you're a seasoned musician? Yep. You're, you're a seasoned player? Well we're just seasoned people. Come on, man, we're older now. It's not, it's not <laughs> <like you. laughs> Touche. We made our mm. Now we gotta just, you know, do things the right way. You know what not to do, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Anyways, it was awesome talking to you guys. Yes, man. thank yeah, you guys so thank much. Thank you so much, guys. It's been, been great. With the guys. Good luck with the yeah. I'll try to get everybody on board, and then we'll tell the Joko guys uh, that you plugged them in. They were also very happy. I spoke to a friend of mine that run that does the editing for Joko. His name's uh, Select Brew. Is on. Uh, he's on Instagram. Right on. Uh, his name's uh, Bruno Romano. He does a lot of he does a lot of uh, the shooting for them. Yeah. And the editing. Those guys are fun guys. They're doing they're doing a thing where. They're trying to promote like the, the comedy behind podcasts. It's fun. Oh, nice. They're doing their thing. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm happy that people, you know what, they're doing things that they love. Yeah. It's genuine, and that's it. Yeah, um, actually, I think it was Bruno who messaged me. One of the guys from the podcast messaged me, thanks, to, like yeah, th- thanking cool. me for the plug. Um, and yeah. we're hoping to hook up at some point and work together at some point on something. So that would be that'd be great. So thank yeah. you, yeah. Uh, by the way, for posting that. So then I could talk about all of you guys and get hooked up with all of yeah. you. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's great, man. That's great. Yeah, like I said, I'll probably see Bruno in the, in the next couple of weeks, but uh, I'll definitely. Uh, I'll definitely tell them what you said, and they're obviously going to probably listen to the podcast for sure. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll plug it. I'll plug in the podcast uh, on our behalf as well. And uh, yeah, man, that would be cool. Even if you guys do a phone interview with those guys, those guys, are, yeah. those guys will keep you on your toes. So I'm telling you right now. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Grow <laughs> some thick skin, and uh, and uh, hopefully you're not part of the Me Too movement or any of that stuff. Those guys are really oh. opinionated. I've I've watched it. I've watched a few segments of theirs already. I I, I have an idea of uh, what censored isn't, and uh, and, <laughs> and uh, they're very and, they're very 90s when it comes to their views. I mean, I yeah, they're very 1990s. <laughs> I I appreciate their their lack of uh, fucks to give. I'll say so. Yeah, <laughs> when, in, the end, in the end, it's a good way of putting it. It's yeah. Just a joke. Well, I mean what. When the name of the podcast is just our fucking opinion, you have to have an idea that, you know, they're yeah. going to be telling you something, you know? Oh, yeah. They're telling you, like, don't, don't take me seriously. Just have fun with me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Mm. All right. Right now, guys. Yeah. Take care. Right, Thank you so much. Yeah. Enjoy yourselves, and uh, it was great to talk, and we'll keep in touch. Likewise. Yeah, right on. Absolutely. Have a good one. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Take care. Ciao. There it is.
All right. So, what did you guys think of the band? That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. That was good. You yeah. can talk. It's okay. Work together like a family to make it work. And yeah. Understand it's, each other. He knows what he wants to do. That's for sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. It's interesting to hear how very similar their families yeah. are to our family. Yeah. Um, Just the industries and everything, too. And yeah. the music and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, this is... <laughs> Mom, Dad, this is our job. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, how do you get the interviews? You look them up, or they look you up, or... Um, in the... With, uh, with these guys, I... So, there's a Toronto music listing page on Facebook that I check out, and, um, if something catches my eye, I'll click on it and see what's going on. So, they were... Uh, this band had just released... Um, a video for Stay or Leave, which is the first song we listened to. And um, it was them in studio after the podcast they were just talking about. And uh, so I checked out some of the podcast and I was like, these guys are fucking funny. And mm-hmm. uh, and the name of their podcast is, because it was like Jofo Podcast, I was like, the fuck is that? So I looked it up and it was like, just our fucking opinion podcast. And I was like, yep, <laughs> I'm going to like this. So, so I checked that out. They're hilarious. And then... Uh, and then I was listening to the music, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm into this. I'm into it. all right." So for one of the daily sweeps, I uh, I just plugged the the band and uh, and the podcast. I was like, "Oh, they were just on this podcast, and this is the music. Check out this video in the description below." Blah blah blah. And um, and then both reached out to us, and there you go. And then in some cases, I'll reach out and say, "Hey, I'd love to do an interview," or "Hey, we're reviewing your music. Could you send us the music or whatever else?" So. Whereabouts in Montreal are they? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, you should have asked. No, I, should, I was going curious. to, but I wasn't sure if you already knew or not. Oh, no. No idea. Um, but I can shoot a message and find out or whatever. I just wanted to know if they were right in Montreal or on the outskirts or whatever. Yeah. Sounds like they're right in Montreal. Yeah, I'm going to assume uh, just by the way that they that they be, take it. But it outskirts, you know? Like, I just wanted yeah. to know if it was around, like, the south end or... Or in Laval, or, Laval yeah. or wherever. Um, yeah, I have no idea. But um, so, there's one other song to listen to if you're <gasps> down with that. Are you Are you down with that? You don't give a fuck. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, there's you mean. Yeah. Um, so we listen to. So we just have Smokestack Lightning. I think is the last one, right? That yeah, we I haven't think listened so, yeah. to. Cool. All right. So this is a cover, by the way. Um, the one he was talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this is. is this is the, the cover that he was talking about. So now we're going to check out Smokestack Lightning, as done by the Mother Down.
So that's Smokestack Lightning by um, The Mother Down. It's originally a song by Howlin' Wolf, circa 1956, um, which made it really interesting because they howl in the song. I don't know yeah, if you caught that. I did catch that. Yeah. Um, but also, I didn't realize how many people had done this song before. So, from 1956 till now, we had 1959, John Lee Hooker. Then we had 1964, both Manfred Mann and the Yardbirds. Then in 1973, we had the Grateful Dead. Then 1988, both George Thorogood and Soundgarden. And then 2002, Ash Grunwald. And now in 2019, The Mother Down. Um, so quite a popular song, blues song originally. Uh, and this still gets the feel of it. Like off, oh, yeah, off the absolutely. top with that swampy guitar. I was going to say, that, yeah. it really brings back the whole swamp rock thing with that like really just like dirty slide guitar. I love it. I really do. It works quite well for that song because it yeah. brings that like blues mm. element into it while still keeping it quite rock. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Thoughts? Mother oh, father. The intro sounded like a couple of gunslingers getting ready to bang it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's an interesting way to put it, because that's basically what you see when you hear it. It's like, yeah. all right, this is the start of a program on TV, and now they're walking towards each other with the gun out, and here we go. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, anyway, I, I dig this tune, and I love that there's like a whole, there's a point at the end where there's just like, and now it's kind of faded out. Oh, we're done. And then he just comes right back in with, <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, with the title. And I was like, oh, yep. And, I love uh, that. I love that. And it's interesting now, uh, having having talked to them and to know that uh, that Mike is, you know, guitar player, bassist, right? Because mm-hmm. um, now I was listening even more closely to the guitar and bass. And I was like, oh, okay. So now I'm, I'm hearing how much more it makes sense that it jives so well. And how it can be played around because it's all just running very closely in a relationship with the drummer because they get each other in that way. Yeah, exactly. Which is sweet. Um, but yeah, so kick-ass cover. Um, Absolutely. We do have to listen to the Grateful Dead version of that, though. We do. I I really <laughs> think that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious to hear like the original, too. To the Yardbirds version, for sure. There you go. Yeah. Um, and what I thought was extra interesting... so. Because we were talking about this, and just in the interview alone, we ended up talking about John Lee Hooker, George Thorogood, and Soundgarden. So it's interesting that all three of those musicians or yeah, that is had, done, funny, eh? had done a version of this song. So it makes even more sense that in that classic, like, we're just a rock band, you know, just that's what we do and that's what we love. It's like this song that was loved by however many other musicians that, you know, they now take that influence and put their own twist on it mm-hmm. so uh that concludes our our episode of swept up for today uh what'd you think guys I well think awesome i think it was great way. thanks tony and marla for having us as uh, hosts no hosts. problem and for the nice surprise visit it was a You're great welcome. surprise on friday to come home from work and find you here <laughs> it was great listening to the interview with the band yeah two nights of playing Cards Against Humanity and podcast. And yep. Mm-hmm. Which I was thinking I want to maybe podcast us playing that sometime. Oh my God. Can we please? That would be amazing. We'll just have like game night podcast. Game night podcast. Okay, that, that, like you, heard it, you heard it here first, folks. That might be a thing that happened. Yeah. 
Uh, so if stay you're tuned. Offended, please don't listen. <laughs> yeah, if you're easily offended, do not yeah. listen. Well, we don't pull any punches anyway. I was going to say, the if podcast, they're easily offended, so. I'm not sure why they'd be listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the Mother Down. Uh, check out their music in the description below. There are links to everything you need. Buy their new album. It's worth it. It's awesome. Uh, if you couldn't tell from the three tracks that we played here, and just from listening to um, listening to Silvio and Joe talk about their music and how they work their music and how much they clearly love music, and uh, and they pull influence from everything any rocker could want so if you don't like one of those bands listen to their music for all the other influences that they pulled from ultimately um i i love it because as they were saying they're like we don't want to sound like any one band and they don't every time we talked about a song is like it's like this band mixed with this mixed with this and this and this and then huzzah right so it's it they really are not like just one band which is wonderful mm-hmm. and they pull influence from everywhere so yeah um yeah so that's uh that's it the mother down everyone uh thanks for checking us out and uh yeah we'll have the next swept up episode next swept up sunday but uh we'll obviously be back tomorrow with a daily sweep to sweep something else out from under the proverbial rug we will talk to you guys later bye Swept Media. Get swept up in today's independent.